What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I've got a really excellent panel, a panel of experts for the topic at hand. We're going to be talking about Grail games. We're going to be answering the question, what is a Holy Grail game? And what are some of the Grail games that we are after? So with me tonight is my bearded brother from another mother. It's the bearded nerd. What's up, Zach? What, what? What's going on? Glad to have you, man, as uh, we missed you the past couple weeks. And I know that you and I have got this awesome challenge thing going on that we're doing seemingly month after month. And I don't know about you. I'm having a friggin' blast with this. This has been so good for me, so good for my soul. It's so it, it felt real good to finally get something today. I'll tell you that. I was like, oh my gosh, now I don't now now I don't have to go to GameStop and pick up something in the clearance section. <laughs> What's awesome is you got something better than what I got right now. So for me, it's like, well, yes, I'm losing. I gotta <laughs> I gotta do better. I gotta do better. So awesome. Glad to have you. Also, we have our good friend Thomas Crawford. How are you doing, man? So glad to have you again so soon. Hey man, I really appreciate you having me back on. You can always find me at SaberRider13 on Twitch and hopefully coming up to some other things going forward. But I look forward to this uh today because there's so many great topics we can hit on and there's so many great games and treasures that people may have forgotten about or just wondering and like. I never knew that existed or wow, that's a totally different way of looking at it. Cause there's just so many ways you can go with this. Cause there's think of things that you grew up loving or things that you saw at the arcade or even things that you just saw. Like, I don't know if you remember when Funko land was around, they oh, could yeah. change how you see things. Cause remember Funko was one of the very few um, bricks and mortar stores that allowed gamers to come in and play the super Nintendo Sega Genesis or whatever. Um, console was on site heck yeah dude heck yeah freaking i love it i miss it i've got some really good funko land stories man i've I picked up some great stuff there so awesome well i am glad to have you back man we as a uh, we had you on for the ghost of tsushima uh game of the month club which i know it was called the uh it was supposed to be the loot bros game club but game of the month seems to be what has stuck so the game of the month club and i will uh go ahead and announce now guys that the next game of the month club is going to be Siphon Filter. So that is the winner. We put up a poll in Patreon. All the patrons came over and they voted. It was a three-way tie. I announced a three-way tie. We put a poll in on our Facebook. I tried to put it in Discord, but I totally botched it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it didn't. It wouldn't take my poll, which uh, there's a joke there somewhere. But um, that being said, uh, we. Uh, we, uh, we got the poll out there. Everybody voted. It was a unanimous decision. Freaking, um, whatchamacallit. You should open up the the uh, one for Siphon Filter with their theme song. If you remember the old commercial, it was a very techno commercial. It was like Siphon Filter. And it's like, you know, it's like a little techno music in the background. They're sniping somebody. Imagine back in the day where you could actually have somebody getting sniped in a TV commercial with techno music. That would be something. That would be definitely be something. So, um, but we're very excited. Yeah, so the cool thing is Siphon Filter, you don't just have to play the PlayStation version. Okay. You don't have to play the PlayStation version just because that's the one on the subscription. You guys can play the PlayStation version. You can play the PS1 version. You can play the PS1 version on PSP. You can play the bootleg version. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Classic. 
Yep, that's right. That's right. So uh, it's very cool. I'm going to be playing the. Um, I'm going to be playing the uh, the PlayStation version with trophies. So I'm excited. I'm very 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 excited. So, and all right. That being said, that, we tip badass. Go ahead. I said, if you get a platinum out of that, you're a badass because those controls, even on the uh, Xbox or with the trophies, is still difficult controls. And you're like, now I know why I hated this game, but loved it back in the day. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I am, I am super, super stoked. So, um, we're going to go ahead and jump into some of our housekeeping real fast. Uh, we're going to toast to our Patreon producers and give a shout out to Redbeard Rick, Sadik, My Name is Mayo, and MZ Nitro. Uh, I just want to just say this real quick. <clears throat> I got a little spaced out there for a minute because I got a, a lead on some pretty cool stuff on Facebook Marketplace. And like they messaged me the address of the location says they're in Columbia. So I'm like, Hey, I'm in Irmo. That's like right, right beside Columbia, like maybe 15 minutes. Technically, technically my address is a Columbia address, but you know, and they're like, okay, cool. Um, we're in Virginia. Like, what a freak does it say you're in Columbia when you're posting the stuff? It's pretty I've, crazy. I've seen that before. It's, it's annoying. I'm like, Hey, and they're like, Oh, I'm here. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, we, I can ship it to you. No, that's not what I'm asking. Sorry. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so either way. Um, so yeah, Patreon producers, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Thanks everyone who is a patron who has been, um, supporting us on Patreon. Appreciate all you guys and gals. Uh, definitely, you know, couldn't do this without you guys. We've been putting a lot of extra content on there. I've been throwing the, uh, content that I'm doing on my individual YouTube channel. Uh, which I just actually officially started doing um, for our challenge. So Zach, you know, just as a quick recap, you and I've been doing this challenge. We started in October, whoever could go out and could find the most valuable slash most rare um, horror game for under $20. Okay. We had a $20 limit on our purchase. Um, I may or may not have smoked you on that challenge with you my may or may not have skirted the rules but we won't get into whoa, that whoa, whoa, whoa. haunting ground i didn't skirt the rules silent hill debatable no 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 haunting so you had bought stuff prior to buying haunting ground i i was trying to go off a solid just just twenty dollars nothing more no hey here's another twenty dollars here's another twenty dollars oh you're, whoa, whoa you can't hate on it, me i buy games that's what i do uh-huh but you used them in the challenge you cheater Oh, no, no. I was just showing those off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The challenge uh-huh. game was haunting. <laughs> as, as, as he says, I hope Zach can forgive me for this, but I, <laughs> but I found, but I think I found the loophole. I'll look, I'll put it to you like this. Okay. Haunting ground was the win. Uh-huh. Everything else was just rubbing your nose in it. Uh-huh. I hope that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, but that being said, we uh, we had the October challenge. So what I did was I filmed myself and my kids going to a bunch of yard sales. And man, we had a blast doing that. So what we did, what I'm doing now is I'm editing all the videos and I learned a lot. Okay. Like us doing this challenge thing and me being forced to actually um, do video and video production. I'm learning that I didn't know anything about it. I'm not great at editing it. <laughs> and if you use your cell phone, turn it sideways. 
Yeah, facts. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> um, that's why I felt bad when I posted mine because my internet was still out. And I was like, I have to get this out to these people or I'm going to, or there's going to be a riot on everyone's hands. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do this in CapCut on my phone and you're going to get a YouTube video because I can upload it directly from my phone. So everyone got a YouTube video directly from my phone. Which was fine. And I like the way you did it because you could screen cap everything. And so um, it was it was it was good. The problem I ran into was I didn't think about that while I was filming because I'm like, I got my phone in my hand, trying not to look like a total weirdo. And <laughs> I'm filming all this stuff. And then I was like, oh, dang, if I would have turned it sideways, I would have gotten like really good quality video that would have filled the whole screen up. So I ended up having to kind of play around with some overlays and some borders just to make it watchable. But there's some good content in there. So I broke down the entire month of hunting in three videos i've already posted one on the loot bros uh, channel i posted the recap of you know of everything i caught so i'll post that on my personal channel as well a little bit later on once i get the other three videos uh, out i've already edited the other two i'm going to start dropping them and essentially what i'm doing is i'm taking the footage and i've got like a little blurb in the in the beginning and a little blurb in the end or whatever but um, I tried to mix it up because there were certain weeks where I didn't find any games at all. Like not like, not, well, let me, yeah. Sometimes there was, I would go to 30 yard sales and not find a single video game. And then I would go to a video game booth at a uh, flea market and then only find like, you know, your call of duties, your Madden's and you know, your, your FIFA's like no, no horror games at all. It was crazy how it took me the, the majority of the month to find anything horror at all. And when I did, I hit a jackpot. So pretty excited about that. Uh, all the links to all this stuff, my YouTube channel and, uh, and uh, Zach's YouTube channel will be in the comments. Uh, we'll definitely be kind of linking you guys to that stuff because for the podcast, we're going to keep the podcast stuff on the podcast channel for all this challenge stuff and all the extra things that we do. We're just going to have them on our own. Some people don't want that other stuff. Some people don't want to watch me go to the flea market with a camera strapped to my chest. Uh, yeah, no, uh, uh, no, actually. Um, so the other night, um, I actually recorded my first like solo video and I'm going to edit it when I, when I get back home, but, uh, it is going to be, I'm going to give you a little teaser. It's going to be gaming accessories or peripherals from the dollar tree. Oh, snap. Uh, I'm going to give y'all a hint. They <laughs> don't go to the Dollar Tree and buy gaming. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I was so mad the whole time. That's awesome. <laughs> the, the look of upsetness and disdain on my face was just was priceless. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to have some cool stuff coming up. I hope everybody enjoys it. We love the feedback. So if you got a drink, let's go ahead and crack what it. What is up. the name of that YouTube channel, by the way? All right, so glad you asked. My res my YouTube channel is called Resident Daryl, and then uh, his is the Bearded Nerd. Yep. So we'll have those links in the description. Ah, very good, Daryl. What's you drinking tonight? Uh, I uh, broke the rules. I got a monster. A white monster? Mm-hmm. No, oh, see, that's not that's not that bad. Only oh, I forgot the camera's off. Yeah, blue ribbon. Yeah, I'm drinking a I'm drinking a G Fuel, a peach rings. It will not let me purchase this. So the Lord obviously does not want me to have this lot of games. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've tried to add it to my cart. I've tried to pay now, and I'm getting an error. Um, so 
I don't know. All right. So what we're going to do, guys, uh, real quick, if you, I mean, I've already said a bunch about it, but definitely check out the Patreon, check out the YouTubes, all that good stuff. Um, get involved in the Discord and the Facebook group. We would love to have all of you guys. Thomas, if you will do the honors and start us off with what you've been playing. What I've been playing recently, uh, I just picked it up um, a good price for $40 for Black Friday. Uh, Xbox is currently doing theirs. Uh, Sony starts tomorrow. So if you get a chance, if you get home by 3 o'clock, Sony should have theirs up. But I'm currently playing Gotham City, and I'm playing as Robin, and I hate his costume, by the way. I can't wait until I unlock a different costume. Also, the problem I have with this game, just starting out, is that if you're... A, Spoiler alert, I'll give everybody a little bit of time. Okay, so the problem I have is whenever, and it's just, like I said, I just started, but if I came in through the back door, you know, I've entered through all these secret areas in the windows, why the hell am I going out the front door? I'm like, oh, there's no longer no need to be sneaky. I'm just going through the front door. But outside of that, man, I'm I'm loving it. Graphic-wise, it's not as bad as people say it is. And for $40, how can I complain? Awesome, awesome. I'm ready to play that game. I've got a handful in the way. Things I have to complete before I can get there, but I'm definitely, definitely itching to play it. Um, You know what? Seeing as it's on sale on Xbox, if you buy it on Xbox, you and I can play together and we can talk about that. Dang it, man. That's a deep, good idea. Deep dive content. That's a good idea. Man, always add me. That's a good idea. That's a three-man squad right there, baby. Now we're just missing four. I called dibs on the Red Hood. I want hey, Batgirl. I, I, I'm all about being uh, quiet and silent, so I'm always Robin. There we go. Dang. Taking applications for Nightwing. There we go. Hmm. 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 I like it. You guys are twisting my arm here. We'll see what's up. But um. All right. You no, know, I really think, man. Like um, when talking about the Xbox and just the Xbox in general, to move it on to our gaming subject of the night, is there's a little game when I used to manage a EB Games or Electronic Boutique for those who don't know what EB Games means in uh, Bowie, Maryland. Um, there was a game called Kato or it's Kayato Trojan. And it was a fighting game from Dream Factory. If anybody here is familiar with Dream Factory, the people that made Air Guys, the people who made The Bouncer, and the people that made Tobu, and Tobu, oh, well, excuse me, uh, was it Tobu number one and Tobu number two? I don't think number one ever came out here in America, but it did come out in Japan. And that game, it should be the holy grail for people who just like um, random beat up fighters. It was a little generic because, you know, all the character models looked, you know, like kind of plastic because it was from uh, the people who made the bouncer. And, and again, you know, I always talk about Air Guys for people who don't know what Air Guys is. That was the Final Fantasy fighting game for the original PlayStation. But moving back to the Xbox, the Kaito Chojin, um, the, this, game, this game was banned within like two months of being released in America. Now... The reason why this game was banned, they believe it or not, one of the characters, his main flaw um, was really nothing. But the problem was the music had a call to Muslim prayer in it. And basically the Saudi Arabia was so offended that basically I think they were maybe call, causing for war or they were super pissed. So long story short, they're like, hey, you get rid of this game or you're going to come come up missing. 
And uh, I threw away uh, probably about 200 copies of that game in my store and put them in the trash. And then afterwards, when we closed, I went back to the dumpster and dumpster dive and sold those all for a couple of hundred bucks a piece. And I currently possess (laughs) two in my possession. And that to me is one of the treasures that people should be looking for. in, in general, if you love fighting games, that's a great fighting game to have. And also mentioning the bouncer, the bouncer was kind of a beat up fighting game. And I have an affinity for the bouncer. If you never played the bouncer for the PlayStation 2, uh, look up some videos on YouTube or just see if you can find it if you still have a PlayStation 2. The bouncer is just a really fun game with beautiful character models. Heck yeah, dude. I remember that game. I mean, a lot of people thought that that, those character models were the character models that were going to be for Final Fantasy VIII, or not VIII, but uh, for um, Final Fantasy X at that time, because they'd already moved on to the PlayStation 2. But Bouncer was really beautiful, and it was surprised that they did not make a sequel for the Bouncer, or if there's any game that you could wish for, for a PlayStation 2 update, for them to redo or remaster... The Bouncer is one of those games because that's one of those games that really could have been co-op. Because remember, they did have like kind of a co-op mode, but it wasn't part of the main story. It, hmm. Unless unless I'm remembering it incorrectly. But uh, to, to my holy grail of games, and people are going to, if anybody knows this, please come in. Any subscribers, Patreon people are donating. Uh, please chime in. There was this game when I was a little boy. And we drove, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. We drove all the way to um, College Station, which is Texas A&M. And back then, all there there was was cow patties and a big-ass mall. And my mother was doing some type of work there or whatever. So she gave me like five bucks, and I'm in this big mall by myself. And, of course, back in those days, an arcade exists everywhere. So within that arcade, imagine... Every good game you've ever desired as a child. You had the Ninja Gaiden arcade game. You had the WWE, excuse me, WWF at the time, the, the WrestleMania. You had just Tron, all these cool games. But there was a, a LaserDisc game, and it wasn't your typical LaserDisc game. It wasn't Dragon Slayer. It wasn't, um, what's the one, Space, yeah, Space Ace. And there may be another one. This, this particular LaserDisc game was the most evil satanist satanic game i've ever played in my life to this day and i had played every horror game there is and this game was just trippy it was weird and if if there's any kids listening to this podcast right now and they're with adult within uh ear distance please hold their ears just for a minute i'll give a countdown of five five four three two one okay so the game starts out with pretty much a rape scene and Jeez. it's pretty damn graphic. And it's in a, uh, again, an, a public arcade. And the game costs $5 to play. And back in 1988 89, that's a lot of damn money for an arcade game um, in general. And then the bad guy steals your girl or the girl away. You're trying to save her. And it does have a lot of like space entity stuff to it, but it shows her screaming and, and like, it's like, like she's being brutalized for real. Um, and you're trying to save her and the controls for a, uh, laser disc game 
were amazing. At least they were to me at the time. And I have looked for this game for years. I have described it to numerous people who are gamers. I have looked on YouTube. I've looked on Facebook. I've looked on Google, DuckDuckGo. Um, every search engine and describe many different details of this game and have yet to find this game. And I don't know if it was maybe some college kids, uh, feces that they put in, you know, like, you know, some tech got tech bros and they put it together, you know, and they put it in there and like, Hey man, you mind we put this in here? Kind of like a AKA King of the Hill. If you ever saw the King of the Hill where, um, like gaming becomes a, becomes a, um, whoa. Yeah. We're, 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 we're basically Hank gets addicted to playing the propane guy. It's like a grand theft auto, but with propane, it was kind of like that, man. <laughs> and it's just so weird and so different from anything I've ever played. And I have looked for this game for over probably 30 years that I've looked for this game in some form of way and have never found it. And every time I've described it to people, they can't imagine it because it was just, when you think of Laserdisc and you start looking through the Laserdisc catalog and you look through all these different things, you you, you look and you watch videos like, nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. And you keep wondering. So if anybody out there is a subscriber, a uh, paid member, um, please, if you know the name of this game, uh, contact us, let us know. And I would love to actually be able to find the ROM for it or at least be able to watch it. Someone else play it again. Cause it was the weirdest, craziest game I have ever played before in my life. And I have never seen it at any other arcade. And there was a arcade all over the place. There was an arcade in Humble, Texas. There was an arcade in Houston, Texas, where I lived. Um, every other arcade I've looked at, man, and I've been to literally, I'm, I'm a gamer for life. I have never seen that game anywhere else. So maybe it was one of those ones that was just so weird and so crazy. It was pulled. It was like, hey, man, this is just too damn violent. And this is before they had like a, a gaming rating of rating M or whatever. It's um, like when anything wait. went. Hmm. You find something, Zach? Yeah. So I so I remember when we were doing our spooky stories. Um, Notory for his content, downloading a game from... There would uh, it's uh, it says black market. The game begins like amnesia with the character walking down a hallway, where the sounds of gasping, groaning, and growling fill your speakers and just flash on the screen. Um, I bet Matt I G. Know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I bet yeah. Matt G. or JT would be able to find this. Those those guys are uh, they're wizards. Uh, the, the, the only name that I can go off of for this one is, it says sad Satan. That that's the name of this game. Like, I don't know. That's my, that, that's the only thing I can find. I was like, when you're describing something, describe like describing something disturbing and old. And I was just like, man, this, this picture was pixelated kind of, and it looked, I mean, I've uh, never felt like, like you ever felt like cold playing a game and you felt like something just. You know it's like wrong and evil just to play it. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a story for something like that. Heck yeah, heck yeah, dude. So awesome. Well, I mean, I I freaking love the story. I love hearing about it. Um, Before we get too much deeper into it, Zach, what all have you been playing, brother? Uh, So I've only been playing two games. I've been playing Modern Warfare Two because they just dropped more content on yesterday. Actually, Um, they dropped a. Their DMZ mode and Warzone 2. So DMZ, for those that aren't familiar, if you're familiar with the very popular survival extraction game, Escape from Tarkov, that's it's essentially Escape from Tarkov and Call of Duty had a, had a baby. 
Um, and then Warzone, obviously, their Battle Royale mode. It's it's actually, everything's been pretty great. They added two more new maps to, to the game. Um, what else? Uh, they they actually fixed some of the the, the brokenness of this game. Mm. Um, How do you like the third-person mode? I haven't played the third person. I'm just I'm not a big third person shooter player at all. I have, I'll enjoy Fortnite every once in a while, um, but playing no build. But I, I'm 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 mainly a first person. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and then I've been playing I've been playing Smite, getting a little bit better at playing MOBAs and learning that. Um, I saw you got some Chivos on there last week. I did. Smite Smite has like a ungodly amount of achievements. That's what we like. That's what we like. Uh, to let's see. Hold on. I can actually tell you how many achievements. Jeez, it sounds like people are coming through the roof above me. I mean, they might be. In the middle of recording, a kid just falls through a roof and lands beside me. <laughs> hey, daddy. Uh, so Smite has 310 achievements. There you go. Uh, I have 74 of them. Okay. The that's total a, game the total gamer score for it is four thousand seven hundred and thirty seven. I love that. I love that game that the Xbox adds just so many that so adds the gamer score. I'm well the problem is, is I can never hundred percent complete it because a lot of the, the achievements that are in there now are um achievements that were for like older game modes that they've already taken out because Smite's oh. been around for quite a few years. So uh unless like so they do a thing every weekend it's called smite night where they bring back an old mode um so unless i can do it in one of those modes i'm probably not uh i'll never be able to 100 percent it but there's, I also, a, there's another game that was a, a like an overwatch clone that came out paladins there there's a mode in paladins that's not there anymore and i can't get the platinum because it's like near impossible to get this one trophy you got to have a full lobby of people cooperating to make it work at the same time. And I've never been able to get a whole group of people together in order to get this trophy. It's some kind of like survival mode that they used to have. It almost seems battle Royal ish. Like it's like, Oh, you have this circle as area you need to be in. But either way, sorry. Oh, you're good. That's, that's all I've been playing. Oh, um, so Daryl, I don't know if you're the same way. Do you and your wife still do like, surprise christmas or do you just like hey this is what i want um our christmas is kind of weird so my wife i buy her things she doesn't use them and then um she asked me what i want and i usually say don't buy me anything because if i want something i'll buy it myself every now and again i'll just kind of give her like a here's an item or something that i'm into yeah, but she still tries to surprise me. So you're this Homer Simpson. Oh, here's this bowling ball. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's not good at gifts, and she's not good at, at surprising me, and that's just not something that she has ever really excelled at. So um, if I, basically she'll ask me what I want, and I'm like, ah, I want this game, or I want this, you know. One time, or which a lot of a lot of times, what she'll do is back at least back before when I had like a GameStop that I frequented. She'd go in there because she, we knew the people that worked there and we were friendly with them. She'd be like, hey, you know, Andrew, what does my husband have pre-ordered? And then she would just go pay off my pre-orders. Like, here you go. Okay. Here's Christmas. So, but that's about the closest thing. Now, I always surprise her with something. Like, a couple years ago, I surprised her with a brand new van. Um, you know, I've gotten her, like, 
the little cameo for the to, to do like the vinyl cutting machines. I bought her all kinds of stuff. I always do stuff for her, but you know, that's kind of more my thing. I like surprising people. So. But you got you guys do more like, okay, this is what I this is what I kind of want. Can I go buy it myself? Kind of kinda, yeah, that's pretty okay. much what it is. So that's so this year my wife is actually letting 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 me do that for Christmas. She's like, you one big thing. I was like, all right, we each get each other one big thing, or we let each or, or we let each other know what we want. And that's the one big thing we get. And then the rest of it's stocking stuffers, little ten dollar items here and there. Whatever. Right. Cool. You can surprise me with this, whatever's in my stocking, because it's just usually candy, socks and whatever else. But um so I'm actually going to be getting uh, a new graphics card for my PC. No, because the one I got sounds like a jet plane taking off every time I start playing a video game. Okay. And right now, the deal they're doing is when you buy a certain card, AMD is giving you two free games. Snap. Can you? Can you? Can you? You're you're going to want both of them. Can you tell me what the what they are? Um. One of them is in the horror genre. One is kind of like a horror RPG. That's the only hint I'll give you. On PC? Yeah. Um, one of them is Resident Evil, and the other one is, I don't know, of a horror RPG. Oh, that's, I mean, not a current one. You're looking forward to at least one of these games. We've talked about it a the lot. Callisto Protocol? Yep, I'm getting the Callisto Protocol nice. for free. Nice. I'm also getting Dead Island 2 for free. Oh yeah, they just delayed that again today. Yep, I don't care. I'm still getting it for free. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm looking at it like this. I'm getting 140 dollars worth of games for there free with That's my awesome. with my graphics card. So I'm pretty excited for the for both of those. So I'll be able to do a deep dive on Callisto Protocol with you. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm totally getting that one. That's probably the only brand new game I'm buying day one the rest of the year. That's fair. So and, and I was telling Tricky the other day, I was like, man, I like. I bought um, Horizon Forbidden West brand new. I bought Elden Ring brand new. And I bought um, Dying Light 2 brand new. I bought the collector's edition of that one. And I haven't finished any of those games. So I I told myself, I was like, especially while the mortgage business was kind of slow, I was like, no more brand new games. Like until you beat the ones that you got. And I've done a pretty good job of sticking to them. And I was, I was adamant about getting Gotham Knights. Um, and so fortunately what helped me stick to my guns was that the reviews were kind of bad. <laughs> so I was like, right. well, good. I'll just wait a little while. And when it's on, it'll be on sale very soon. So, but yes, Callisto protocol day one, baby day one. That's going to be so good. So, that's exciting. You got anything else you've been playing Zach? Nope. That is it. What have you been playing this week, sir? Uh, not much. So I've got a review game I'm doing for provengamer.com. Um, it is called broken pieces. I'm playing it on PS five. It is a third-person survival horror mystery kind of game. Uh, in the and I say survival horror a little loosely. I don't think I'm far enough in to know if there's the extent of the horror. There's definitely horror elements, and it's got a post-apocalyptic feel. But it's also got a little bit of like control kind of going on. Like there's a little bit more mystery. This whole thing could be more sci-fi than actual horror, but we don't know yet. And it is. Like Code Veronica, like Resident Evil Code Veronica, in the sense that it's fixed camera angles until the the angles need to mo- until the camera moves with you, and then from there it's uh like you know the camera can kind of go down a corridor or you know whatever. What's really cool is that there's always a second a second view, 
So you walk into a room and you hit L1 or R1 rather, and you can change the perspective, like the change the camera angle, angle, even though it's still fixed, which is awesome. Okay. And it's so it's it's very cool, but it, I mean, graphically, it's not like the cleanest, most like smoothest looking game. But it's 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 neat. I immediately fell in love with it. I really like what I've played so far. Like, like I said, I'm only about an hour, hour and a half into the beginning of the game. Um, but my review, my plan is to really sink some time into it and finish it. You know, tomorrow evening into Saturday. You know. <laughs> But um, so that that's kind of it's called Broken Pieces. It just came out October 29th, I think. So I think it's about twenty four dollars on PlayStation. I don't know if it's on Xbox. I I haven't looked into all the details yet. I'm just kind of you know playing the game. But uh, really cool. I'll be doing that review, and it'll be posting on Proven Gamer, and then like I'll I'll probably make that the deep dive this month. Like since I'm already doing the review. Um, so we'll see, we'll kind of see how that pans out, but I'm, I'm really so far really digging it. Um, and then the other thing I've been playing is, is I've been playing chipping away ghost of Tsushima. I'm still, you know, I'm actually, it's funny. I stopped during the last mission, the kill the con mission in act three, which I believe is the last mission. I mean, it might not be, it might still go after that. Um, but that's where I stopped when we did the deep dive and I just kind of did some side missions and stuff. And kind of you know tinkered around, um, so I'm, I'm chipping away at that. And Lego the movie on uh, PS Vita. So as you guys know, I've been playing my PS Vita. I've always played Vita a lot, but I've been really dedicating myself to it um, the past several months. I, I, I lay in bed at night beside my wife, and since she's not working night shift anymore, I just go to bed with her. I you know she falls asleep kind of early. And I play Vita until I go to sleep. So what I've been doing is I've been um, I've committed to platinuming all of the Lego games on Vita. So that's like a, a personal challenge that I set up for myself. So um, I'm working on that one. I just platinumed Lego um, uh, Avengers, Lego Marvel Avengers. So I'm uh, chipping away at Lego movie and they changed the formula a little bit on this one. I've really struggled. I've played this game since it came out kind of like a level here, a level there. I really don't love it. Uh, It is probably my least favorite uh, Lego game that I've ever played. The graphic style is cool. Like it really lends itself nicely to the, the movie looks, but I don't love the mission structure and it's one of those random Lego games where if you die, you start over opposed to you die, you explode, you drop a bunch of coins and then, or a bunch of Lego bolts and then you come back. So that's a little frustrating, but I've just been kind of casually chipping away at that one. I'm uh, I don't know. I think I'm about 20% through the game. So my, uh, this one, I had a game save on one of my old memory cards that died and I just, uh, you know, had to, had to start over. So all good. But that's me. That's all I've been playing. So if you guys want to jump into our leaderboards. Oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh. let's see what everybody else has been playing. All right. So we're going to start off with the Loot Bros True Trophies leaderboards. Um, check out our True Trophies and True Achievement leaderboards. If you want to be a part of them, create yourself a little profile on there. 
link up your Xbox or your PlayStation. It automatically keeps track of all the trophies and achievements you get. And every seven days, it repopulates on our, it repopulates every day, but we, you know, we read out the results every seven days. In first place, Affectations Daunt with 273 trophies. That's a lot of trophies, my friend. He's been putting in, he's been putting in the work. He is. He is. All right. Second place, Steigen Wolf 4 with 43 trophies, playing some of The Last of Us Part 1, so the PS5 remake. So that's awesome. Third place, Mr. TMNT84, playing some Madden NFL 22. Mr. TMNT, old Joe, he's been knocking out those pledge games, man. He's been one after the other. He's got two left. He's yep. got uh, Tales of Arise, and I don't remember his other one. Yep, yep, yep. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting. And fourth place, we got MZ Nitro. He's he just platinum Concrete Genie. So his last trophy on here was in Concrete Genie. So that's awesome. I hear that's a really good game. Shout out to Gareth. Uh, matter of fact, fifth place, Gaz Davis, Gareth. Uh, fourteen trophies, playing some FIFA twenty three. I didn't even make it on the. I made. I got four trophies. I got four trophies. I'm. I can't get trophies, even though we're in a trophy competition, because the internet at this hotel is. It's so bad that I can't stream. Dang, that's that's booty. Don't you don't you hate that? Oh, I'm, I was I'm actually really upset because I was like, cool. I go down there. I I got brought my my DualShock Four. I was like, all right, we're gonna sit down. We're gonna play some games. I'll sit down. We're gonna play some games. And then they were like, nah, you ain't gonna work. Sorry. I even had like two games mapped out. I was like, you know, I'm gonna go get the plat and stray. That'll be my first plat because it's only I think it's only a five hour plat. Thing. Well, speaking of our little trophy competition, I was going to wait until a little bit later, but you know what? I'll jump into that right now. In first place is Mohami Dina ninety one ninety two. Good lord, the points twenty six thousand five hundred and twenty five points. That is pretty freaking incredible. And basically, there's a point value for every trophy that you earn: bronze, silver, uh, gold, and platinum. And uh, this. This man right here, I don't know if it's a man or woman, actually, but they are killing it. So, 26,000 points. Uh, next up, we've got uh, uh, Crucifitch with 13,115 points. Uh, then we have the Gooner Plays with 10,505 points. Next up would be Tension Creator with 7,925 points. Linkmaster with 7,810. Let's see. I will, let's go uh, Morphmeister with 7,330. And then we'll do one more for good measure. I don't even know how to say that one. So we're going to stop right there. <laughs> I don't even know how to say that name. But I will, let's see. Where am I at on this nice little list? I am, oh, I'm ahead of Redbeard Rick. I've got 1,395 points. Redbeard Rick's got 820. And the Bearded Nerd, I don't even see you on the I, I I can't. I I literally the day the competition started was the day I got out here on the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, so and I are. and I and I immediately tried playing it and I I was like, I can't. It yeah, won't even let me. That so that sucks. That sucks. That's awesome. Well, I guess I'm gonna beat you in that challenge. So boom. <laughs> boom. It's okay. I, I I still have confidence that I can plat five games before the end of the year. No, let's do it, man. Let's go. Let's go. Spam it up. You can get five of them tonight. What are you even waiting on? My internet. Okay. There's, there, there's that. There's that. All right. <laughs> internet. 
All right, so that is our uh, that's so that's the autumn trophy competition. This is a, this this particular competition has actual prizes. There's actual uh, PlayStation credit at stake, and it's a lot of it. Uh, if you want to join, reach out to Carl Wakefield in the uh, Facebook group and in the Discord. I was really trying to have him on just so that we could uh, have him like pitch his own competition or whatever. Unfortunately, through the time. Uh, changed or the, the time zone differences rather, and just everything that I've had on my plate with my my job, I just haven't been able to work it out. So one of these days we'll have Carl on. But for right now, if you want to be a part of the Autumn Trophy Competition, hit him up. He's in the Facebook group and he's in the Discord. We are going to jump into our um, True Achievements uh, leaderboard. So starting off, I'm styling on your bro with two thousand six hundred thirty-five achievement points. Playing the Master Chief Collection. We got Sony Pony to you in second place with 1,500 points even. Playing Bones of Halloween. I don't even know what that is. Then we got in third place, GDI Master Ace with 290 points. Playing some 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 Persona 5 Royale. Shout out to the Xbox guys finally getting games. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> and in fourth place, we got Sadik playing some Vampire Survivors. I hear really good things about that. And then we got our good friend of the show, uh, the franchise killer, Mr. Levi, uh, Parcival2528 with uh, 115 points in fifth place. He's been playing some Fallout 4. So shout out to all you guys, man. Thank you guys for participating. And it's it's real simple. All you guys got to do is set yourself up in the leaderboard and play your games. That's it. it. It keeps track of everything. And then you never know. Sometimes you get shout out on the show. Speaking of shout outs, backlog beatdown time. I'm styling on your bro freaking killing the game with 162 points. That's insane. That's crazy. There's no catching him now. Like, there's no beating him. There's not enough time. Even CJ can't do it. Second place, CJ with 104. Third place, Diego with 102. Uh, next up, we got Redbeard Rick with 101. Then we got myself, Resident Daryl, with 95. We've got a tie with Gareth and Joe Priestley with 71. Next up is JT, the commissioner, with 63. Then we got Jared. Shout out to Jared, all your all your lovely memes in the Discord. With 39 points. Then we got MZ with 38, Yield with 37, Alex with 35. I love that Alex and Yield have maintained their position on the backlog beatdown uh, leaderboards. And they've been neck and neck the whole time. So it's very cool. 37, 35. Sadik with 26, Kalai with 24, James the Nerd with 23, and nothing else has changed since the last time. All the rest of them are still where they started. So there we go. That's all of the fun and all the competitions and all of the things we have with the community. We've got leaderboards. We've got trophy competitions. We've got a backlog beatdown. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, it is not hard to be a part of this community. It's not hard to interact with us. Uh, Thomas, would you agree? Is it, is, it, is it difficult to get involved? It is not hard at all. And it is a great community. It's a community of a bunch of brothers and sisters that care about each other. And when you're talking about community and you're talking about customization, why not talk about the great merch that we have for the Loot Brothers and the awesome t-shirts to keep you warm during the winter? You know what? 
That right there was an amazing segue and a great little plug. And you're right. We don't push the merchandise enough. Guys, we have a merch store. We use Store Frontier. It's one of those print-on-demand stores. I have the merchandise marked down as low as it'll let me charge. Okay? So if you're interested, and some of you guys have have picked up some Loot Bros t-shirts. I personally love the quality of the shirts. We use Next Level brand. Unless you um, get a 3X or higher, then we use the uh, Gildan brand. Still quality. Uh, But... Go check out the the store. The links are in the description and all the podcast feeds in the YouTube, all that stuff. If you go to our link tree, you can definitely find it. The merch store is on there. And like I said, I think like 15 bucks, 14, 75. I don't even know, whatever it is. And I know this during the Black Friday and the holiday months, they tend to mark shirts down and they tend to do some shipping, free shipping bundle deals. So now's a really good time to get you some Loot Bros merchandise. And get yourself a nice poop sock shirt for Christmas. Because everybody needs a little poop sock in their life. All right, I guys. I was actually talking about that the other day. So <laughs> Someone was completely baffled. They were like, what's a poop sock? And I was like, don't worry. Hold on. Let me explain it real quick. <laughs> you got to ask, big man. You probably can't afford it. That was off of uh, Super Troopers? Or was that um, Beer Fest? That was Beer Fest. He's asking what ZJ was. All right, guys, here we go. This is why we're here. Now, Thomas already dove in. You know, we're talking about Grail games, okay? And this is a conversation that's been going on, I would say, more recent than than in the past since we've started our challenges, okay? This conversation has spun out of the Loot Bros podcast group. We've got a a local um, video game group in South Carolina that we have built or started. I mean, it's very, very small, very, very young still, but we're having some conversation in there and it really got me jazzed up. I'm really excited. Okay. I wanted to talk about grail games and Kalai, our co-host, she's like, you know what? I don't really even know what a grail game is. I'm like, that is a good place to start. So I want to set the table guys for this week's official topic. We're going to be talking about Grail games. What are Grail games? What are our personal Grail games? And then we're going to be reading some responses from the community in the various groups on what Grail games they're looking for. Okay, so we're going to go around the table, starting with myself, and we're just going to say, what is a Grail game to us? Not giving specific titles, but what is it? So for me, a Grail game, a Holy Grail game would be a game that I played that I've enjoyed in my life that I no longer have access to. I can't just go download a ROM for it, or maybe you can download a ROM, but I can't go on the PlayStation Network or the Xbox store and buy a game, right? It's a game that I actually have to have old hardware and is not necessarily um, super accessible, okay? Something that's a little more rare. Typically for me, uh, my Grail games tend to line up in the horror you know, aspect the horror genre. And what's always happened is I've either had these games in the past or I've always wanted them and couldn't afford them. And then it's like, I, or maybe I had them at one point in time and it's like, oh, this is great. But then one day I sold it or something happened. And then I'm like, man, here it is 10, 15 years later. I'm like, God, I wish I had that. So for me, grail games aren't necessarily the most rare, most valuable games, but they are games that are hard to get a hold of. And or if you go on eBay and whatnot and uh, and Macari, they're just a little more expensive 
then I want you know to pay for something that I would love to find in the wild. So, Thomas, what is a grail game to you? Well, I was just at a gaming store the other day, and I have to tell you, um, one of the people who works at this gaming store, if you don't mind, I'm going to name drop them. That's uh, sure. old school gamers here in Lexington. And uh, yeah. the guy who works there is actually looking for, and you may have played it. I played it. It's actually one of Tall Tales, very, uh, one of their second uh, entity games, the Drastic Park game. If Do you the, remember the that game? version of it? Yeah, it, yeah. It's the it's the Tall Tales game, and it like literally, it sets up like the original movie for Drastic Park, but it's just a little bit changed here and there. And uh, I was telling him, you know, it's like I'm looking for that game too, but I was very fortunate to actually have the PlayStation Three digital version of it, yep, and I actually same. went and backtracked and found it. And it, I literally, I spent an hour, probably longer than that, last night hunting it down and re-downloading it on one of my PlayStation 3s. And thank God I owned it and it wasn't the Plus game. Yep, same, same. I have that same one. It's actually not... So that was back when Telltale was a little more of a point-and-click adventure. Um, you know, they didn't do... It you, wasn't so you much... Are the, correct. The, you are 100% correct. Yeah, there was a little more point-and-click and it was... Yeah, because that was about the same time they put out uh, Monkey Island and uh, back the Back to the, the Future game. But I picked it up because it was a Jurassic Park game, and I I'm just I am also one of the lucky ones that that have access to that in my digital library. So yes, so I didn't know they ever put a physical version out. So it's really cool. They did put that, out one for the PS3, and I think for the 360. Someone can correct me, uh, and and see if they did put out one for the 360. But I know they did put out one for the PS3. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, uh, but I mean, I know that's awesome story. But what is a what is a holy grail game to you? Like, what what is that when you, when I say holy grail? What comes to mind as to far me, as what, what are your definition? Mine has something that I want, something that I need, and that I actually care about. That actually means something precious to me. I would have to say, man, and this is like a really kind of weird kind of title and i was able to eventually find it again and a lot of people would not like this game and it's it's, it's kind of a kid's game you're going to make fun of me but many ninjas for the uh oh, xbox yeah. 360s and it's a really good game and that game needs to be redone and um i actually got to play it with um my child she loves it to death. It's really because you, know, you can play as many different ninjas within it, but it's a different game. Of, of it's a really cool platformer, man. I mean, I don't know if you played that one or not, but to me, it's it's so it's so fun. It's it's easy, but it's also difficult at the same time. If that makes any sense, and it feels like an open world, even though it's not an open world. Heck yeah, I do remember that. I believe I have that downloadable on like it was like a. Uh... I think I might have that on PSP and Vita. Maybe that feels like that's right, but I have to look through my library to see. If you've I've never, never played it, but I think I own yeah. If you're putting time into it, strongly recommend it. Like everybody always tells me to put time into Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters that actually had Bill Murray, uh, Eichmann, and all that. But I, I never. I think I think maybe I played like one or two maps of it, and it is good. But still, it's just. Mini Ninjas is one of those games, man, where I can go back to it at any time, and I really enjoy it. And uh, the main thing about that game is just the music is so relaxing. It's just 
I mean, it fits the tone for what you're doing in the game. And the world, as empty as it may may be in sometimes, it still feels like it's alive because of the way the music is presented. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Zach, what is a Holy Grail game in your opinion? A Holy Grail game, something that you hold near and dear to your heart, something that may be a little a little bit out of your reach. Um, for me, it'd be like something like a sealed copy of a game that like I fell in love with. Uh, cause even, even if it's still kind of like more modern, like 360 PS PS three era, it's still harder to find a lot of those sealed sealed games anymore. Yep. So like something like that, or like, like for me, like, uh, like, like a, a decently priced copy of like Pokemon Emerald would be great. I know I'll never, I'll probably never ever find that again in my life, but man, I'm telling you, like, this is the the part that drives me, right? Is that, that, that phrase that you just used, I'll probably never find it. And then it's like, but wait a minute, I just found haunting ground for $10 in the wild. Like it can happen. Like I'm watching all of these like YouTubers that are like resellers you know, strap their cameras on their chest and go out there and do all this stuff. And the things they pass up are the things they find in the wild. It's what like energizes me to get back out there and look, because you know what? You might not find it for years, but then one day, dude, if you keep looking and you keep going, you're, you're just, you're going to find it. It's almost like it's wild, dude. Like how this random stuff just pops up. You just got to keep looking. The thrill of the hunt is what what keeps me going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, when I finally, like, because I, I felt like I uh, really kind of fell flat on my face in our last challenge. So today when I made that deal, I was like, um, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that, that, that's money. And then he was like, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I'll take 25. I was like, uh, and then I, and then so I could stay within our challenge. I was just like. Specifically, I will give you seven dollars for Left 4 Dead. Every other game, a dollar piece. Like, yeah, sure. I was like, I, I was like, I have to make this work because if I pay twenty five dollars for nineteen games, it's still that, that it's going to be a little more than a dollar piece. I love it. I love that you manipulated the rules of engagement to make it work in your favor. That well, sounds, is... sounds like you did last time. <laughs> <laughs> now, question you would be: How does Pokemon Emerald make you feel, and like, what type of? Um, Escalation oh, it's in like your body. Do you feel like if you were to find it and be able to play it again, and or or just that's just something you just want to own, just to support the sake of owning? Oh, oh, it would tickle my fancy. So I have emulated that game more times than I could count. And the other day, I went out and I was looking. I was doing a little stuff for our challenge. I went to a, a place called Half Price Books, um, out here, and I found the old players guide for it with all the stats for all the Pokemon, what moves they could learn, levels, and all that stuff. And I got really, really excited, and I picked it up for like twenty bucks. And because they like even in even in rough condition, they they still go for like anywhere from thirty five to sixty on eBay. So being able to find that in the wild, like still like it made me happy. I was like, at least I'm not coming away from this with nothing, and it's something that that I'm going to keep. Heck yeah, heck yeah, dude. That's awesome. All right. So here's what I want to do. I want to go around the table and and we'll just kind of name out a, a Holy Grail game that we would love to find in the wild. Now, I, in the wild, whatever you guys want to call that, you know what I'm saying? For me, in the wild is literally I want to find it physically. 
I, in order of what I find acceptable, this is just for me personally. This has no bearing on anyone else. In the wild is literally me at the flea markets, at the yard sales, at the garage sales, finding um, thrift shops, whatever, finding these actual items. That would be like the preferred way to do it. The secondary way to do it would be finding a marketplace, kind of like how I did Haunting Ground. And I, uh, you know, I would, I don't mind finding things on, um, on a marketplace. Like that's, that's fine. I feel like I don't have a ton of luck, but you know, haunting ground is kind of like the outlier. It's like, well, you found that one. So you, you can't really say that forever. So for me, I prefer to actually physically stumble on these things, preferably with no knowledge up, you know, up front. Like, Oh, look what I just found. Like, for example, I'm editing a video that I shot this past Wednesday. Okay. Um, it was the late start for my son at school. He has this random once a month or every, every two months where um, they, they do one Wednesday of the month where they start an hour and a half or so after like normal. They have teachers meetings on those days. Something, I, yeah, something. I, I, I did that as well. Yeah. So, so I was like, well, it's Wednesday. We're going to the flea market and I've got my, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not using a GoPro yet. I haven't, uh, I want to find a GoPro in the wild and then use that to film with, which is crazy, I know, but like my videos will get better, but I want to find a GoPro in the wild and then use that to make my videos better, not just go buy a $400 camera. So, if yeah, those GoPros have the early uh, editions of GoPros, don't have very good volumes because I have an early edition GoPro and picture is beautiful, but the volume is the problem with the early edition because, again, I have an early edition GoPro and just the volume. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like my action cam that I'm using. It's a quote 4k. I'm using 1080 30 and the, the volume sounds like crap. I mean, it just is not great. So, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not doing this to be some famous YouTuber. I'm doing it for fun for our podcast and, you know, for the people that are, that are supporting us already and it's enjoyable to do. So, um, but that being said, I put the camera on, and we went out hunting and my son was with me. I said, look, son, we go up on this table. She's got a bunch of DVDs. And in one of the boxes, there's a stack of loose discs. I said, what you got to do? I said, you got to come over and you got to pick these up. And you got to sift through all of them. I said, like, it might take forever. But you know what? Every now and again, you find a game. I kid you not. As I'm saying it, I open the stack, right? I'm about 10 discs in and it's uh, NBA 2K17 on PlayStation 4. And then it's for honor on PlayStation four. I'm like, Hey, how much you get on your loose discs? And she's like 50 cent a piece, you know, two for a dollar. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I pulled out some Xbox 360 games. I pull out SmackDown versus raw 2010 on Xbox 360, you know? And I'm like, if they got 2007, I'm gonna cut a backflip because that's, that's a game that I'm, I desire to find in the wild. That would be a grail game for me. So and it's not an overly expensive game. I can get it for 25 bucks off eBay, but I don't want to get it for $25 on eBay. I want to find it in the wild. So, right. but I was explaining to him how to do this, like the best way to do this for, from somebody like me who hunts this stuff. And then as I did it, I was like, boom, here we go. That endorphin rush that I get from just finding this stuff in the wild is so freaking awesome. I'm like, this is it. This is worth coming out today. I just bought a dozen games. For like 10 bucks, 20 bucks. I mean, I know it was like, I don't think I spent more than $14. Um, 
and I bought more than a dozen. I don't even remember. I didn't even count them. I just took a picture of them and, and showed them to, to you guys. But I'm like, man, this is awesome. And then I found more games in the wild, you know, a dollar a piece. I paid, I found some $2 games just to have. But I, I say all that to say this, the thrill of the hunt is what really gets me going. So when I set my grail expectations, part of it is dictated solely on how I come across them. Okay. So that being said, one of the games that I'm looking for in the wild is uh, you guys remember when Resident Evil Revelations came to the Nintendo 3DS? Yes. Yes. Do you remember all the hullabaloo that came out because the first wave had a misprint? I do not, actually. I do not. So if you pre ordered Resident Evil Revelations on the Nintendo 3DS, you could get a, you got a bonus sleeve that covers your Nintendo 3DS. Okay. My pre-order didn't come with that. They actually kept my sleeve and never gave it to me. I was very, very frustrated. But when the first box of those games hit the GameStop stores, there was a misprint on the, the word revelations was misspelled on the spine of the, of the, case. of the case. Yeah. So the first wave of them, they had to send back or quote unquote, send back quote unquote, destroy whatever. Okay. So then you had to wait on the next shipment of games to come in. So for me, what I want to do, because I can go on eBay right now and find the misprinted case, you know, for, for a couple of dollars. I mean, I could get, I think I was looking at it earlier, complete, you know, for 30 bucks, but I don't want to do that. I want to find the misprinted case in the wild. I would love to find the misprinted case in the wild. That would be so freaking cool to me. So that's that's one of the grill games out there. That's it's. it's do I have the game already? Yes, I own it on PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, Xbox One. I own it digitally on all those consoles as well, and I've got the Nintendo 3DS physical version on my shelf. But I don't have the misprinted copy because they wouldn't sell me it. So now I'm I'm, I'm determined to find it. So Thomas, what is a grail game that you would love to find? I know you mentioned one earlier. Well, what I would like to find that is unbelievably hard to find because they didn't really print it was Thrill Kill. But mm. I would like to have the skins that they put over Thrill Kill that they sold to the general public, which is actually the Wu-Tang Clan game for the original PlayStation. And that would be, I, I like fighters. Like my favorite game of all time is Street Fighter um, or, well, well, Street Fighter 2, obviously, but um. Just any Street Fighter game is just an, a really good game. And then like for Street Fighter 4, the every version of Street Fighter 4, I loved Street Fighter 4 with passion. I hated Street Fighter 5 just because they, they did too many stupid changes. Um, but I digress. Um, it's just one of those games, man, where it's just a little different. It's, it's okay. It's not really that great. But it's just one of those things that's kind of cool to have just so you can say you have it. Um, but Thrill Kill wasn't released, I think, to the general public. And then, like I said, it was eventually, yeah, Thrill Kill was uh, eventually reskinned and put as the Wu-Tang Clan. But a game that I have been looking for that I would like to find that when I had met you uh, over at that one place when y'all had y'all's little yep. shop going was um, the Sonic um, for the Nintendo Wii. I do not have that game. 
That awesome. is one of the few games I do not have, and I would like to have that game um, for the Nintendo, excuse me, the Wii U. Um, let me make a correction there, the Wii U. I have every other game I want for the Wii U, but that one. And that's why I said, if you come across it, let me know. Now, is that that's the Sonic Lost World? That is the Sonic Lost World. Gotcha. Yep, that's what I'm looking for. Excellent. Excellent, man. That's awesome. All right, Zach, what is a Grail game that you're looking for? Uh, probably the game that converted me to being an Xbox player and not a stinky PlayStation Tony Pony. Uh, I would love to find a copy of the legendary edition of Halo 3 Sealed, the helmet and everything. That okay. would be amazing. Uh, I know that someone probably has it out there because, like I said, it's still, it's not old, old yet. Still fairly new. I guess you could say it's not vin- it's not considered vintage yet. Um, yeah, that, that it, w- it would never be opened. It would just sit on my shelf and just look really pretty constantly. That was one of my favorite games. It's still one of my favorite games. I'm happy that I literally picked up because I don't have a disc version of it. Um, so I'm happy that I just picked up just the disc and the manual today. So all I need to do is find an empty case. The multiplayer and, for it or just a single player campaign? Uh, so this was the the disc before they released the uh, the like the complete multiplayer and stuff. I picked up just the original disc. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would like to find the limited edition one that came with the Master Chief helmet that had the. Uh, the nice stand and the light up, uh, the light up junk on it. Uh, I sold mine. Yeah, I'm. If I could find that sealed, like I would be the happiest human being alive. Um, that's probably one of my holy grails. I don't know if I'll ever find it sealed unless I buy it, but I don't want to do that. I'm sure. I'm sure somebody somewhere has it. Some some store somewhere. I'm going to walk into one day, and they're just going to have it. And I'm going to have the money to drop on them. Just be like, yep, here you go. I was I was almost tempted the other day just walking. I walked in the GameStop and you know how they're doing their half off of clearance stuff. Yep. They had a master. They had the, they had the new Master Chief helmet half off, which made it only like forty five bucks. I almost picked it up too, and I was like, my wife would murder me right now. Let me hold off because I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna be like, hey babe, can I spend some money? She's like, what do you want now? A uh, full size Master Chief helmet, forty five dollars. She'd be like. <laughs> that's your christmas present i'm just like nah i want to grab it yeah i don't want to i don't want to waste my christmas present <laughs> that's funny yeah i had that and i really really dug it um but i sold it years and years ago i i, I one of the first ever purges i did because my game room was getting too full of games and uh yep yeah, so that's that's a that's me so all right I got so, another one. This one. So, oh, so go ahead, Red, Thomas. What are you currently missing on on your um your Resident Evil collection? Like, do you have all the Resident Evils? And then, um, so I ever played the Suffering. Yes, I have the. I do have the Suffering. I actually just picked up the Suffering on Xbox the other day. One or two. The first one. I don't have the second one currently. Okay. Um, and I think the suffering is great and I played it back in the day when it, when it came out and I quite enjoyed it. So for me, this one's super rare. Um, so this one is resident evil Gaiden for Nintendo game boy color. The game is absolute trash. Um, I played it years and years ago, but this is one of the few games that when my house burnt down, I, it burned up in my house. 
Uh-huh. And I never, I've never been, I've never come across a copy in, in person. There's fake versions that you can buy online for nothing, you know, which I've considered having just to have it, but I don't even have a Game Boy Color anymore. So it doesn't, I wouldn't buy it to play it. I would buy it just to have it. But even like, <clears throat> like right now, I'm just kind of scrolling through. I mean, 80 to $200 is kind of, you know, what it's going for. Yeah, I, I think right. I saw one actually in the wild out here. Well, that would be a that would be a mega pickup if you can find Resident Evil Gaiden, and I don't know how to tell what's legit. You know what I'm saying? Because like I don't do a good job identifying. You know what I'm saying? Like fake cartridges, but there's definitely. I mean, because like there's one right now. Like th- the there's a knockoff with Barry Burton on the front for fifteen dollars and twenty nine cent. On Facebook Marketplace, yeah, a lot of people have been uh, have been redoing old old cards and selling reproductions right. on Facebook because it's just hard to get the originals. Yep, and yeah. I mean yeah. it's a good business to be in, I guess. Yeah, and I don't have an issue with a with a, a, a reproduction card, repro card. I don't care, you know. Um, but what I would love to find in the wild is a legit copy of it, or even a fake copy. I would play. I would have. You know, I, I don't care. But like a fake copy right here on eBay, I can find them for fifteen twenty nine. Um, a legit copy, loose, looks like a two hundred dollars. A graded copy at a nine point is a twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, Joe's favorite. And then here's one that's just the game complete. You know, uh, eight hundred forty nine dollars. So it's all over the place. So. But you know, it seems like a loose card is two hundred bucks. Barry's name, by the way, because every time I think of Barry, I think of the original voice actor from the original Resident mm-hmm. Evil, and she's the way she says it. It's like almost condescending. She's like Barry, <laughs> uh, Jill, Jill. What is this? You are almost a Jill I sandwich. That, I love it, dude. There's a rip I have uh, audio rip somewhere. Where it's just like all the lines from Barry in the first game. He's like, what is this? What? What is this? What is this? It's like seven different times where he says that. And then there's one part where he's like, he was like, take this because you're the master of unlocking. That should be the opening of the show every week. What is this? What What is this? (laughs) It's Loot Pros. That's right. Awesome. All right, Thomas, you got another uh, Grail game you want to share with us? Man, there are so many great games that have existed throughout time. And um, I would say the one game that when you talk about handheld games, um, remember TurboGrafx-16 had a handheld? Oh. Ooh, I do not remember that, actually. I, we yeah, had a TurboGrafx-64, I think. Maybe it was yeah, they 16. had a TurboGrafx-16. I would, if, I, if I still had that handheld... I would like to have gotten um, Vigilante for that. If you ever played Vigilante, where you saved Madonna, I don't know if it was the singer Madonna or just some chick named Madonna, but God knows I wouldn't want to be with the day's Madonna. (laughs) Well, you know, I I would understand it would just be my turn at this point because she knows she's ancient. But um, (laughs) outside of that, um, you know, I really love that that handheld, and and you can correct me if I was wrong, but I'm pretty sure they did have a handheld man that had that on there, or maybe it would have been for um the uh, Game Gear, um because oh, Game Gear yeah. um or or, or the uh, I'm sorry the Atari Lynx 
and the Atari Lynx actually had the Arcade Ninja Gaiden. If you, I, I don't know if you ever played the Arcade Ninja Gaiden game, but that was like super good, man. It was, it was different. It was, it was awesome. And then, of course, when you're getting ready to die, and like the dying screen where it has the, the the saw coming down, getting ready to saw you in half, and you're shaking, and you have to hit the continue button, or it does actually saw you in half? Yeah, that was a good one. I vaguely remember it. That reminds me of a game. And I don't know that you could find this in the wild without purchasing the old arcade. But there was a Alien versus Predator arcade game. Four players on the screen. I believe it was four players. I could be wrong. Uh, it's three, but, actually. And, and, and you, you have the ROM, and you can play as two the you can play as Hunter Predator. You can play yep. as um, regular Predator. And you can play as two humans. That's right. Yes, yes. That game was so good. Like, so good. I would love to find, and I don't know, I bought one of these little aftermarket, like, knockoff PlayStation Vita-looking things. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was supposedly had that ROM on it, and it doesn't. Um, I know that it's a Capcom published if, game. If you dude, need that ROM, I will give it to you next time I, I see you. I have that ROM. Oh, you've got it downloaded? I have it. I actually have it on one of my Chinese knockoffs that I bought from Amazon for for a cool hundred, which I have a ton of ROMs that I was missing for Sega CD, thanks to China. So thank you, China, for giving me every mm -hmm. Sega CD ROM I didn't have because I really wanted to play the Power Rangers again because I love Amy Jo Johnson, the pink, yes. the original Pink Ranger. And that's the only Power Ranger that I actually know their real name outside of Tommy, who is Jason, whoever. And that's just because he was a bad. Jason David Frank. Yeah, uh, he was just a bad. Jason David Frank, Austin St. John. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so you, you don't even want to get me on the Power Rangers subject. That was such a good game, too, man. Such a good game. Dude, if you could link me the, the little aftermarket machine you bought, I'd love just send me the link. I might purchase yeah, it myself. I'll send it to you because it had a ton on there. And then, like so I said, cool. I mean, I can cop if you bring me, like, or if I see next time I see you, I get a SD memory card. I'll just copy yeah. all the ones that you may not have, dude, and put them on there. Um, but it's totally worth it, man. And, and I, I got the one with the uh, four players. Because when you talked about the four players, I had just recently played that. And when you want to talk about four player games or arcade games outside of Alien versus Predator, did you play Captain Commando? Where you can play as like the baby and the robot, the ninja, Captain Commando himself, and then you play as a mummy. Oh man, I don't think I've ever played that one. Dude, that's one of the best Capcom fighting beat em ups ever existed. And they actually just did that like in a a, a thing uh that online. collection is, is yes, it on a there? Collection where we oh, can actually sweet. play online with other people. And that's one of the best freaking I, I, I remember playing dude. I used to literally you know when people say, Oh, I used to walk ten miles to school. I literally <laughs> walked five miles to stop and go. Uh, which is like a gas station back in the day to play that yep. game and only had 50 cents. So I actually either had to be good or I'm walking home really damn quick. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, this is like before, like, you know, like everybody had like a console in their house. Like now you ain't got to yep. go nowhere. Cause everybody has a console in their house, but uh, you know, arcade games back then, you know, you can get a replica of those. So um, I would go to stop and go and I would play captain commando and I would play as the ninja or I'd play as the baby. Cause the baby, um, did you play Final Fight? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the baby's move set is Haggard's from the Final Fight. So when he grabs you, he does the pile driver, just like Haggard. Gotcha. Love it, dude. I love it. That's so cool. That's so freaking cool. Oh man. All right, Zach, you're up. Any any other Grail games you want to mention? 
Uh, yep. Uh, Modern Warfare 2, but kind of a... I guess it's a game and a console combo. The limited yep. edition Xbox 360. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. I would love one of those. Like, complete, too. Not, not like just the console and missing the controller like the console the the game the game the original game that came with it because so they 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 did it they did it back in the day like they like they do it now if you buy a game with a console that actually comes with like a physical copy it'll say not for resale on it right right yeah so like the original game that came with it the controller the hard drive the whole nine like if i could find all that together man because like i said those are like those are some of the games that got me into like into shooting shooting games because we've talked about it before i was i was a kid playing platformers and in pokemon when i when i first started gaming so i didn't really have too much experience with uh with anything outside of that and then like i said they just took that one time sitting down playing halo with a buddy and i was like oh my god i'm in love I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, dude, Derek, uh, our good friend from back in the day, he picked up that Modern Warfare 2 console. And uh, I watched him. You, know, you remember back when the, the first wave of Xbox 360s, if you move the console with a disc in it, it would eat your disc. Yep. It got ring ring. Ring. I wa- he moved his console at my house one day and ate his Halo 3, I think it was. Yeah, ate his yeah. Halo 3 disc. Yep. F in yep. the chat, please. Lots all the Fs in the chat. That was a dope console. And that's something else too that over the years, one of my biggest regrets was selling my uh Gears of War Xbox 360. I absolutely love that thing. I I loved it, but I sold it. Is that the it. red one? Yeah. Not because they did a 360 and they did Xbox One, which both are some of the most beautiful bad A consoles I've ever seen. So they're freaking dope. They're freaking dope. Awesome. So what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to jump in and read some of these comments from the South Carolina Video Game Exchange group that we have. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I put in there, I just kind of wanted to have a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you guys looking for when it comes to Grail Games? Because this group was started to buy, sell, and trade um you know, video games amongst each other. So uh, Terry Johnston writes in, he says that he's not really looking for games so much as he's trying to find consoles. His grail console will be the Pokemon battle set, Nintendo 64 complete. Have you guys seen that? Nope. I have no idea what he's talking about. No idea. Look up the Pokemon Nintendo 64. That thing. I am not a Pokemon person, but that thing is cool. I saw one for 300 bucks the other day and it's freaking awesome. So I love special consoles. I think that anytime that they, they do a special console, they're just freaking next level. Cool. I've seen something like this, but it wasn't, it was the Pikachu edition. It, it had a similar colorway, but yeah, that is pretty neat. Okay. Cause that was the, that, okay. That was the console that came with the original Pokemon stadium. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So, uh, my uh, a good friend of ours, Tyler Owens, writes in says guitar here number one, uh, but he would give his left nut for Warriors of Rock with all the instruments. Giving all that um, nut, mm. yeah, yeah. That that seems achievable. There are so many guitar heroes floating around, like and and it, like people like but keep find them one that's like, actually in good condition though, because yeah. people really rough those things up. I just found some really uh, questionable condition guitars. This not this past flea market trip, but the one before it. 
And I got two guitars for eight bucks. And one of those guitars is the the red um, Xbox 360 Fender Mustang guitar. They're selling on eBay between fifty and seventy five dollars, man. And um, and uh, as I think it was Rock Band Three, as a matter of fact, it was a, it was a Rock Band guitar. So uh, I actually hooked my brother up with it. I traded one in to a local game store to pick myself up a uh, a Lego. Uh, game a Lego Vita game I was missing, and I hooked my brother up with the other one, man. And uh, he's 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 com- he's compiling the the entire rock band setup. He never had the keytar, so he's trying to find the keytar right now. So that's definitely that would be cool. yeah, that'd be pretty dope, honestly. Yep. So uh, Talon Covington writes in. He says he's looking for uh, Grandia HD collection on the Switch or Grandia Two for PS Two. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys ever play the Grandia games? I didn't. Great not. games, great. Never yeah. played them, but I, I've heard lots of good things. And of course, Talon, you know, spoilers—he's my cousin, so um, he's talked about it a lot. <laughs> and he goes to the flea market too, and and uh, and looks for stuff. You know, he's he's always trying to find stuff with me. So, but um, yeah. all right, Adam uh, Stapleton Dreamcast as well, right? Or was part or maybe just part one was on the Dreamcast. Maybe I've never, I've never looked it up. I've never played any of those games and see part of what is so fascinating to me about this conversation and having this group, you know, and bringing you on Thomas is like, I'm learning about games that have existed forever that I didn't know about. Like, like you don't sell yourself short, man. When you open your mouth, you start spitting game and knowledge. And it's awesome. You're digging out some gems and you're talking about some crazy cool stuff. And I'm over here sitting back like, yes, yes, preach. Let's, let's go. There's some crazy stuff out there we I didn't experience. And then having this video game group, like no one said the things that I was, was expecting, you know? Uh, like I'll give you an example. Adam Stapleton you know, writes in, he says, stone protectors for the SNES. He used to have a, C, a complete in-the-box copy and he foolishly sold it. So I want to give a shout out to Adam. Uh, he's joined the group recently. He's done a little bit of streaming. I watched him play that new Terminator game. That game looks great. Uh, but you know That's what? The like Stone Protectors, correct? Yes, yes, yeah. It looks really good. Uh, Terminator Resistance, I believe it is. Yep, yep. That's what we were talking. Yep, I was. I heard us talking about that the other day. Yep. Uh, I've never, I've never played Stone Protectors. You know. That's just, it's cool to hearing someone talk about a game that is means something to them that exists that I've never played, you know, but that is exciting. That is super exciting. All right. And then, uh, I want to ma- make sure I say his name, right. Uh, Vicat Maurice, Mauricio. I mean, I hope I didn't butcher your name too bad, brother. Um, he put the uh, original mirror's edge on all systems and then fallout three will be another one. So that's, I love that. That's something I do. You know, I like to collect games and I don't just want to have the game. I want to have it on all systems. I'll give you an example. I own Silent Hill Homecoming. And I was like, man, I made a deal with a a, a buddy of mine named Caleb. Uh, shout out to Caleb. He's been here. I don't know if he listens to the show very often, but he he's a reseller that I've just recently uh, met and we've been going out hunting together. And uh, he picked up Silent Hill Homecoming. So I was like, hey, I'll make a deal for that. And uh, I actually traded him a Pokemon game for Silent Hill. I think he got a little bit better of a deal than me, but I didn't yeah. have I didn't have that version on Xbox 360. You know? And I'm like, 
sure, I can make a couple extra dollars, or I can go pick this game up right now. And I did. And for those so not familiar with Homecoming, that is the remake, correct? Uh, it was the Xbox 360, um, PS3. It wasn't a remake as much as it was a uh, a bit of an offshoot. I think they were trying to go the reimagining version. That's not the um, Shattered Memories. That was the, quote, remake of the first game. Um, but Homecoming was uh, something a little bit different. It's, it's not a fan favorite, but I didn't have it on Xbox 360. So now I had it on PS3 and Xbox 360. So we met up at the local flea market, right? We made our little trade deal. And then by the time we were done on the last aisle, we walked together. I picked up a near mint version of Silent Hill Homecoming on PS3 for five bucks. <laughs> nice. So I was like, man, well, I got an extra copy I can sell now and make the make the difference <laughs> back on, on our trade deal. So it was good. I haven't sold it yet. I actually ended up just keeping it. So now I've got two copies. See, that's the problem with being a reseller and a game collector. You're not going to be good at both. You're going to be good at one or the other. You're sampling your own product. That's, that's right. Don't get high on your own supply. Oh, I love the, I had, um, cause you said you have everything Resident Evil. I just recently, I had two of the, I don't know if you remember this, but if you had pre-ordered Resident Evil four, for the original GameCube, it came with the making of the game and a demo of the game. And I had both of those, and I had just recently sold those off like about, I'd say, half a year ago. Because um, I had two versions of it. It was just stuff that was just hanging around, and, and you know, the wife got on me. It's like, hey, you got all this stuff sitting around your game room, and yeah, you guys never seen wife. you play this, oh, and all this same. other stuff. But I'm assuming that's one thing you are missing out of your collection for Resident Evil. So, yes, and here's I'll tell you a little story. All right. Same, same instance when my house burnt down years ago. I had um, the Resident Evil on GameCube Collector's Edition in the Steel 10. They only had made like 49,000 of them. And I had the I had that. I had the GameCube chainsaw controller, you know, all that stuff. Oh, the chainsaw controller? Oh, yes, man. yes. I still have the PS2 chainsaw controller. I bought that years and years ago. I bought that off somebody. But unfortunately, the GameCube one, I had it. I had all that stuff. And my house burned down. And then so when the house, you know, when it was when it was all said and done and they had done, you know, put the, the basically the giant pile of ashes out because <laughs> was nothing was left. Everything was lost. We were digging through the ashes of the area that was my room. And I found the remnants of that steel case, that, that 10 steel book. But so it took me years to finally get one. And I ended up getting it for about $44, I believe. But I got the, uh, the GameCube version in a steel book, you know, you know, all that. I have not gotten the controller again. I don't know that I will. Uh, I had a, I had a, a bite on one a while back for a hundred bucks, but you know, I don't know. I've got the PS2 controller. So I got that one for $40 off of a GameStop employee one time. So that was pretty uh-huh. cool. But it's still in the case and everything, man. It's really now, awesome. You were talking about wrestling earlier and talking about the 2012 uh, WWF game. You know, there's a wrestling game for the GameCube that just came to mind. Do you remember the Def Jam's wrestling game? Uh, I don't remember the wrestling game, but I remember Def Jam Vendetta and Fight for New York. Yeah, De- it's, it's Def yeah. Jam's Vendetta, but it's more or less a wrestling game. And yes, it, was, it really was. And it is it's basically the successor to Ika's or or AKI 
um, No Mercy. And oh, um, so it had all these super awesome rappers like DMX, God rest his soul. Yep, uh, yep. Of course, Method Man, Red Man. Um, and I'm really, I, I still, I'm looking at it right now, actually. And uh, I just always love that game. And to me, so for some people, that is like a holy grail of games because it's something that you love. And it's just, I mean, music-wise, you know, it had some good tracks in it. But think of all the the rappers that were actually like legit stars, you know, like and, yeah. and if you there were to do that same game today with today's rappers, like yeah, I'm gonna make my created character and kick the shit out of everyone, yeah. <laughs> mumble ass jackasses. That's right. That is 100% correct, man. Yeah, it had some really good talent on there. It was an amazing game. I played the absolute fool out of Def Jam Vendetta and Def Jam Fight for New York, man. I loved it. Loved it. I still love that game. I don't own it anymore. That's another game. Hey, guess what? My but Icons down. was not very good at all. Not to not to be mean, but Def Jam's Icon, the last one that was on 360, was just horrible. I don't know what they were thinking with that one. Well, I guess we'll find out. I just picked it up It still worth some money. Yeah, I've never. Nope. Okay, g- give it a shot, man, and let me know what you think, man. Because, um, again, you know, I'm basing off of how I felt about New York and Vendetta, and this. I've one never right played here. a single Def Jam oh, game. There, dude, oh man, dude. you're missing out on the story for both the the, the first two, especially with your created character, is super awesome. But um, the Basically, icons really had no story whatsoever. Yeah, okay. they're, they're good games, dude. I, I absolutely adored those games. But again, that's a that particular era the the GameCube, uh, PS2, and Xbox era. We had a house fire, took everything we had, and uh, I had quite a game collection. As a matter of fact, I'll tell that story on the show one day because it's. Uh, I mean, I, I might have told it before, but uh, Did dude, you it's have crazy. Piano nine. Say what? Did you have Piano Nine? Um, that was on. Was that Xbox or PS2? No, that was actually just a GameCube exclusive game only. It, it was from Capcom. It was it was a very niche game. It's like she danced when she fight, and it was like a like a shooter style. Is a Piano Nine? I'm looking it up now. It seems familiar. I don't think I ever owned it. I, I, I vaguely can remember that. Uh, that. Uh, cover but there. but when you talk about gamecube games and you talk about holy grail of gamecube games eternal darkness yes i had that one yeah i'm looking at it now no i never had piano it's piano uh, three silicon, yeah piano three i'm sorry uh oh, from uh, silicon knights yep that was a good one i had eternal darkness that was awesome so there's another thing i had the fatal frame games that those are games on my list now that i'm looking for because i lost them in a house fire and never Wait. got them back which which one, uh, Crimson Butterfly, the second one, or the original one, which is loosely based off a true story? So I don't own any of the Fatal Frame fa- Fatal Frame games physically. I own the first two on the P- PlayStation Network on PS3. The they were the PS2 downloadable games or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I got those. I've got Siren, all that stuff. But I used to have all those games physical, you know. So it's kind of one of those things to where some of these more valuable more rare um, horror games I'm always looking for, but I understand that like, you know, it's going to be, that's going to be hard to find, especially, you know, now, I don't what about that pay. horror game that I shared with you on the uh, website, the, um, 
was it um externals or it was a sony game it was uh actually made by sony themselves and it was a horror space sci-fi um i don't remember we talked about it i think it was external experiment or something or another but it's, it's a sony based yeah i think it's experiment or something like that but uh yeah it's sony based horror high uh excuse me um horror game sci-fi and uh i played the hell out of that game dude i really love that game that game was just like a weird I, I i wish i knew what studio did it it was really good you know an, another game this is not horror but it just makes me think about it playstation games that you just don't see very often and zach i don't know if you ever played this one it was a ps2 game called the getaway awesome uh, it sounds and it also had a psp game as well Yes, gosh, dude. So I would was, love to find that in the wild. It was get uh, getaway one and two, and then the yep. PSP game was very good for it. And I think it was one of the earlier PSP games. And the controls were really damn good for a PSP game back when PSP yep. games had a very bad control. That's awesome. That is a holy grail game. Yep, yep, that's a good one. Yeah, it's so funny because uh, the I've got one. I've got one of my PS, one of my Grail games for PSP. Uh, it's called the Third Birthday. It's the third Parasite Eve game. Oh yeah, yeah, you that was a get lot. ready to remake that one, right? I don't know, man. They said that. Uh, they said that was an NFT thing that they're rolling out. So I don't know if we're really gonna. I think that we're gonna get it, but we just don't know for for fact yet. But uh, but yeah, dude, uh, I picked up, you know, um, I picked up Third Birthday in the Wild years ago. And um, that's another one that was just one of those weird ones that was like a PSP, like uh, uh, exclusive game. But <laughs> you said just weird control schemes. And I'm like, uh, the game is kind of it's weird because you got a thumbstick on one side, but then you 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 scroll left and right or your visions left and right based on the, the face buttons. And it's always been a weird thing. So now for the right, I, for the PSP version of the third the third birthday, did was that still turn based or did they actually change it to an action style? It's like I, a third is a third person I don't remember action. Playing that one. Yep. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's a little more on the sci-fi side of things than it is horror. You know, like um the first two games were a little more Final Fantasy meets Resident Evil, you know. Uh turn based act uh, turn based um RPGs. Uh the the yeah, the getaway Black Monday. That was another one. Um, but the um third birthday is a little more third person action. So it's not terrible. You can get it digitally on the Vita and the P I don't I don't think you can play it on PS3 though. So you either have to play it on PSP or PS. But you want to know Vita. what a holy grail game is that people probably never played because the controls were really bad? Killer Seven from Saluda Games. For Dude, PlayStation yes. 2. Yes, that's a good one. Killer really Seven one. was just so weird and out of the park, and it was like one of those games that was just weird for the sake of being weird. Imagine like a hitman that's trapped in a wheelchair and has—he's not really trapped in a wheelchair, but he is trapped in a wheelchair because that's one of his many. Spoiler alert! I'm giving five seconds. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five, and the game is old as dirt, so it shouldn't be a spoiler alert by this time. That's one of his many seven different personalities where he's actually a sniper in a freaking wheelchair. Hmm. Dude, pseudo games are so good. 
Well, they're weird for the sake of being weird. Like even um, the killer is dead is awesome if you I remember that, that yeah. one. And then oh, yeah. um, lollipop chainsaw, which they are redoing. Yep. Um, yep. So you know, it's just they're weird for the sake of being weird. But sometimes I think like the best controls that they had was the lollipop chainsaw. And remember, um, what's the guy? Um, James Gunn actually worked on lollipop chainsaw yep. with them. Yep, sure did. Who does the Guardian of the Galaxy uh, movies. And, uh, Which is funny because if you look at James Gunn's Harley Quinn and then you look back at the chick from Lollipop, Lollipop Chainsaw, there's a lot of similarities there. They should have made uh, Lollipop Chainsaw into a movie. That would have been a great like B movie. I mean, there are a ton yep. of good B movies, man. Um, I am if, if you ever do a podcast on B movies, you should have me on, man. Cause I have so many great B movies. Oh yeah, 80s, same. 80s action movies. If you never saw, if you like medieval uh, movies that are kind of weird, uh, look up Sword and the Sorceress. Um, okay. I don't know if you ever saw that before. I haven't. Okay, just look it up. Sword and the Sorceress. And it is super cool to be as old as it is. Uh, it's probably like, I think, an 82 or an 84. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you saw Beastmaster because everybody's seen Beastmaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, Excalibur because that's like the, yep. the gold standard for weirdo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, look up Sword and the Sorceress, man. You'd really love it. And then um, I don't know if you saw the last fan edit of Dune. I, I think uh, Frank Herbert's I book, Dune is the greatest ever um, book, in my personal opinion, just because I, I grew up loving that bad movie of uh, the the uh, David Lynch's original Dune, but they did the last fan edit a couple of years ago of Spice Divers, where they took all the deleted scenes from that movie uh, from the 80s. And because if you just watch it, the, the uh, theater version of it, it is just horrible if you've never read the books, you know nothing about the books or anything like that. But um, this the the last version that Spice Divers did, um, and uh, next time I see you, I will give you a digital version of that, and you can check it out for yourself. Unbelievably clean and unbelievably good, and uh, I love the Dune series so much that I actually went in the secondhand Charles and paid for them brand new all the um the illustrated books of those the um the illustrated comic books of those, even though I actually yeah, had the audio books. And when we talk about, I, I know I got off tra- uh, topic and I apologize, um, but um, when you talk about Holy uh, Grail of games that you love, of something that you love, where you have a copy of it for every system, I feel that way about Super Dimension Fortress Macross slash Robotech. I have um, Robotech, Robotech Battlecry for the Game Boy Advance, for the GameCube, for the Xbox 3, uh, for the original Xbox, and for the uh, original PlayStation um, 2, I, I, I'll, I think I got for PlayStation 2, I don't remember. But I had every version of Robotech Battlecry. And then um, when it came to the uh, Dreamcast, I have every Super Dimension Fortress Macross because I loved Robotech that much. And I always felt like the music in it, even though the music was cheesy and like super poppy, 80s, corny uh, bullcrap. I always loved it, man. Like even my wife, like anytime I watch Robotech and she hears Lin Min May uh, singing, she's like, why are you listening to this trash? And I'm like, <laughs> because I grew up loving this trash and I think Robotech is awesome. 
And again, if anybody here has ever watched Robotech or Super Super Dimension Fortress Me Cross, um, it's just like the songs are easy to listen to. They're cheesy as can be, but you love them because they're trying to tell a story. Heck yeah, dude. That's awesome. So I got, um, (laughs) you you mentioned B-movies. Did you ever watch The Wishmaster? I believe I did, but I don't consider that a B movie. That's that because that cost a lot of money to produce, correct? It did, but it but when it first came out, I, th- I actually think it was a Dimension film as well. So, but when it first came out, we owned a video store when I was growing up. Nice, and that was like that was kind of my dad's thing was B movies. So, like um, Wishmaster, technically at the time, you know, qualified. I don't even remember what the standards were, but I was like, I remember him saying, "Hey, we got this B movie we got to check out." And that's we used to get screen- Culkin, correct? Um, let me look. Let's see. Wish Master. I know they had. They did like four of them, or or, yeah, or, or was at least a blonde-haired kid. This one was a, with a guy. Oh, okay. uh, Andrew Andrew Devoff. He was the he was the Dijin. The the genie, and then uh, you had Tammy Lauren was the main chick or whatever. Um, Either way, you got to watch that one. The second and third one were kind of crap compared. Second one was decent enough, but yeah, Wes Craven actually presented it. So I guess I guess technically the first one's not a B movie, but the rest of them were. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of a Page Master, and you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so my apologies, but, uh, but I know which one you're talking about now when you said Wes Craven, I'm like, Oh, I know. All right. I got those mixed up, but man, yep, if you yep, want yep. the best B movie ever devised. That's a montage. That's basically maybe 20 minutes. And it is so freaking funny because it's so, st- you ever watch something so stupid that it's unbelievably funny. Oh yes. yeah. Okay. Terrifier. <laughs> the movie is called party animal. Okay. It's about like some hick goes to college. He's from like Alabama or something. He's got the Southern flag on him or, or whatever. And um, and his the whole premise, if there's any children listen, I apologize in advance. And maybe we'll cut this. Um, he's just trying to get a, a piece of you know what. And uh, so he's, he's doing all this stuff. It's like, I'd sell my soul for it. And there's this beautiful blonde that comes up out of nowhere. So there's one part in the movie. And I'm gonna spoil it. I don't care. I'm gonna spoil it because it's, it's the old <laughs> SB movie, um, where um he goes to his black nightclub, and and he just walks on in and he drops the N word, and then all the music stops. Everybody's looking at him, and he he like pushes some some black dude out of the way. It's like, excuse me, brother, hound dog ain't running with the pack tonight. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like, like get around, take a look. The hound dog wrote the book, you know, because he's calling himself the hound dog. Like I'm a man. I'm a brother. I'm a, and all these black guys are all surrounding him. And it's like, I'm a honky. And they all beat the <laughs> living hell out of him. It's probably the funniest part in the whole movie, man. And it's, and if, if you like a uh, bad, like I said, B 80 movies, there's a bunch of um fake, um let's just say women, uh, upper parts. And uh, you're going to see a lot of those throughout that movie. And literally, it's just a montage movie of tons of just music and those things I just mentioned just a second ago. But there's just, it's so freaking bad that it's funny. And there's a part where he's uh, talking to a girl in a picnic and she's like, I'm a 
I'm a thespian. He's like, you're a lesbian? No, I'm a thespian. <laughs> and for those who don't know what a thespian is, that is the uh, correct pronunciation of an actress. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really funny. Yeah, we would definitely have a B-movie conversation one night because that, that, we could go forever with that one. Um, what I want to do real fast before we get out of here, because we are running up, we are approaching the end of our time together. Uh, I did have one more write-in that I wanted to share. Andrew Hutter wrote in and said that he is looking for Donkey Kong 3 sealed, like brand new in the package. For the NES? Yep. He said that was his absolute favorite game growing up, and he would love to find that one in the wild completely like brand new. Okay. OG Donkey Kong 3. I was like, wait a minute. Not Donkey Kong Country 3, right? Nope. No, OG Donkey Kong. And <laughs> I think I've seen that at um old school gamers, man. I'll have to go by there tomorrow and take a look. And that would be there you go. And then uh, uh earlier you talked about a game, a deep space uh horror game produced by Sony. Uh yes. actually the, the developers were called Deep Space and the game was called Extermination. There we go. Bingo. Yep. So, and it is a survival horror game, and I've never played that one. So I guess we just got added to the list. Numerous times, and it was super awesome. You're going to enjoy that game a lot, man. It's really good. Um, I got one more, and then we, we do really got to get out of here. Do you remember the game Carrier on Dreamcast? I own that game, and I played it about a month and a half ago. Oh, man, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. So that's another one that I lost when my house burned down. So I could I could go on forever about those. But... Guys, thank you so much for coming on here, talking shop, talking grail games. If you're listening to the show, uh, write in, whether you write into the Facebook group, whether you go into the Discord, or whether you go and leave a comment on the YouTube version of the show, please let us know what your grail games are. Let us know what you're looking for. And I would love, this is, this is a perfect world for me, right? For if, I'm list, if people listen to the show, they write in what they're looking for, and then I find them in the wild. I would love to find people's grail games in the wild so uh thomas always a pleasure man i really really have enjoyed having you on man this has been really awesome thank you so much for all your knowledge and thank you so much for just everything you contributed tonight we really appreciate having you here hey thank you for having me on you can find me at uh saber rider 13 on twitch also uh just to give another shout out to the dreamcast and when you mentioned horror games uh let's give a big shout out to dead rising and oh, yeah. the, the king of Dead Rising, believe it or not, because you mentioned Dreamcast, Blue Stinger. Blue Stinger oh, was super yep. awesome, and I love that yep. game to this day. Yep. I've never finished that game. I played it like once or twice back in the day. Never finished it. So that's a dope one. All right. And then, Zach, thank you so much, man, for being a part Always, of the Loot Bros. Thank you so much for coming on here, talking shop. And thank you for encouraging me to dig into our little competition this has been really good. This has been fun. Like I go to the flea market, I go hunting, I do a little bit of flipping, but having these challenges to look forward to has really just given me it like, I swear I'm like, it's like helping me work through my week. <laughs> it's like, I got all this mortgage stuff to do, but I was like, man, I can't wait to get out there and freaking hunt for some video games. I can't wait. So Super stoked. Glad we're doing this. Uh, so, all right. If you're listening, please check out the Patreon, check out the YouTube, check out the socials, check out the merchandise, you know, get your loved one, a loot bros, poop sock t-shirt because everybody needs one. So, thank you guys again for coming on. This has been the loot bros podcast and we're out of here. Peace, love and chicken grease. Yeah. 
myself Reach down and rescue me, can't nobody else No! Nobody else can do the things that you can do for me Nobody else can truly play me, change the status free Walk around like we can't even say we're 